The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold hard cash with their over-under game. Just head to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. And make sure to download the SGPN app, your home for all about free picks and podcasts. Welcome, everyone, to the MLB Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Tuesday, currently 4.15 Central Time, 5.15 on the East Coast, here to break down the Wednesday games for you guys. And joining me to break it all down is my main man on the East Coast, Central Coast. I don't know which coast he's always traveling. It's my main man, Noah Beanick. Noah, how you doing, my man? Doing all right, Moonoff. Yeah, today just in the just call it the Great Lakes region because I'll never probably leave this area of states. I'm either in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, or Michigan, wherever I'm at in Michigan. But yeah, just kind of been hectic over the last few weeks, just traveling around, but uh, enjoying life. And there's nothing better than uh, you know when MLB has center stage in the middle of the summer, and that's the only real sport that we can bet on, basically. So, uh, not not a shot taken to all the uh, other little podcasts that we have at SGPN, but like this is kind of the main casual betting sport of the summer. The major and, sport. That's cool. Yep, we're we're ready to ready to give out some picks today. Yeah, hundred percent. Like I said, we'll go through the Wednesday schedule. Uh, yesterday. I didn't have a great day. The Red Sox really let me down with the team total. They they made it interesting in the ninth inning, but they only scored, I think, two runs. And then my dog of the day was um, – God, I forgot who I even had yesterday as my dog. But I know it wasn't a good day for me. How would your picks turn out, Noah? Two for two. I went two and oh. I uh, hit go. on both K props that I gave out. So I got to determine like when the K props and the props come out for the day's slate, whether I go with the lock and dog that I gave out on the podcast or whether I switch it up and go to a couple of uh, props that I like on the day. Because, um, like you were mentioning on the Sports Gambling podcast and with Kramer, there is mm-hmm. so much to bet on with baseball. And now there's even more. Up props and lines coming out now that it's like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, the uh, one major sport that's going on right now. Yeah, I mean, there's even like um, books that offer like three inning, uh, you know, money lines yeah. or three, three and seven, five inning and seven, right? So, uh, yeah, definitely there's a there's the menu of opportunities for betting are really expanding in baseball as rightfully so, but um. Let's just dive right into the games here for the Wednesday schedule, Noah. I know we have a lot of afternoon games here, so hopefully we can get this pod out early and uh, early enough for our listeners to get to it. I think we have about let's see. Five, that's why we. Six, that's why we seven, record eight. these. That's why yeah. we record these the day before. You know. Yeah. Good luck. Eight that. afternoon games uh, tomorrow, so that'll be fun to watch. Along Sweet. With Wimbledon. So let's just kick it off here, Noah. Uh, first game on the board. It's going to be the Milwaukee Brewers. In Tampa Bay, 12-10 Eastern start. I'm seeing probable pitchers of Eric Lauer. And uh, I don't see a pitcher for Tampa Bay. Do you see one there? Yeah, I got Jeffrey Springs. Oh, yeah, you're right. There you go. Yeah, Jeffrey Springs for the uh, Tampa Bay Rays. Seeing the opening line for this game is going to be uh, 
doesn't have an opening line for this game either. So do we just kind of want to talk through the pitchers here? Uh, no way. And then we can just move on to the next game. I swear. I thought I saw some, I'm going back to the page that I was at. Hold on. Give me one second. No. Okay. Okay. Maybe not. Um, the Brewers, they're seven and three in their last 10. The over is hitting four of their last five. The Rays, they're four and one in their last five and they're seven and two in their last nine inside the trap and the over is six and oh in their last six games against milwaukee and tampa bay so there's some trends to love right there mm-hmm. um immediately i kind of get pointed to the over and then you look at the pitchers here milwaukee we have uh eric lauer who's six and three on the year with a 389 era 77 strikeouts 23 walks and 74 innings pitched but in his last three starts, they've all been kind of rough against the Cards, Reds, and Nats, giving up eight, four, and five runs, respectively. And for Tampa Bay, we have Jeffrey Springs going. He's 3-2 and two on the year with a 225 ERA, 65 strikeouts, 13 walks in 60 innings pitched. He's coming off of his two worst appearances this year so far against the Pirates and Orioles. So a combined not very good showing in their last combined five starts here mm-hmm. against... Teams that aren't very good in the Reds, Nats, Pirates, Orioles. The only one that's really respectable is Lauer's last appearance against the Cardinals. And he gave up um, eight runs there. So I'm on the over here whenever it comes out. I'm hoping that it's not opening at like nine. I hope we get anything above eight and a half I'd be comfortable with. Yeah, I mean, both these teams are pretty good against left-handed pitching as well. Milwaukee, uh, as far as team batting average against left-handed pitching, uh, they are ranked number eight in the entire MLB. Uh, their hits, they're right there, uh, right around average um, as far as team hits. Uh, home runs, it's, it's the same category there for the um, Brewers and the uh, Tampa Bay Rays. So I think you know we have two left-handed pitchers tomorrow on the mound for these two uh, for these two squads. I do like the the look there for the over for this game. And like you mentioned, Eric Lauer, um, you know, overall ERA is pretty good, but on the road, he has struggled against uh, uh, opposing teams. I believe his ERA is above five uh, in in games on the road. So I agree about the over here. you have anything else for this game before we move on to the next one? Sorry, I put my, myself on mute. No, I'm just interested to see where the odds come out because, uh, yeah, I, I think I like a uh, an over here. Yeah, 100%. I'll probably, I mean, I think with these two teams – I would probably think an eight and a half. I mean, maybe if we get an opening number of an eight, possibly, but I think an eight and a half would probably be a better number, a better number for this, uh, for these two pitchers. What do you think? Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like anything eight and a half and under, I would like the over when it gets to nine, a little bit. Sneaky. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Oh, no. Here we go. <laughs> I am popping another <laughs> cough drop. So. <laughs> No one's gonna have to carry me again. You hit the record button and then I'll you go to this. All of a sudden, I start coughing again. So I don't know what it is, man. <laughs> it's getting better, though. I'll tell you that. You much. were it's fine on SGP last night. I wasn't because I wasn't doing that much talking. It was more Sean and Ryan having to do the talking. Whereas here, when you're hosting, you have, you have to do a lot more talking here. So I'm gonna. You I'm gotta gonna, fill the time in an hour. Yeah, you, know? you gotta fill the time, right? All right, let's get over to the next game. Uh, 105 Eastern start. Oakland A's at the New York Yankees. Cole Irvin on the mound for the Oakland A's and Jameson Tyone on the mound for the New York Yankees. Um, Opening line for this game, I'm seeing a heavy, heavy favorite here for the New York Yankees. Minus 265, uh, plus 225 for the Oakland A's. Over under set at 8.5. 
with juice towards the under at minus 115. Run line for this game, minus one and a half, minus 125 for the New York Yankees, and plus one and a half, plus 105 for the Oakland A's. No, I'll let you lead this one off, my man. Um, Oakland A's versus New York Yankees with Urban and Tyone on the mound. Yeah, so we're recording this on Tuesday um, for Wednesday's games, but what in the world happened in Monday's game? <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's brutal. You were on Oakland, right? I was. So what I did last night, and I mean, for our official oh, picks, I took tough. the Oakland A's plus one and a half full game, but I actually bet them on the run line. Was that your dive on the graphic that you couldn't was, remember? Yeah, yeah it was full. So, no, so Dylan, I'm sorry, had the first five run line uh, for the Oakland. Oakland A's and that came in very easily, but actually when I bet last night, I actually took Oakland A's first five innings money line. I took the first five run line and I took the full game, but I know there's a lot of chatter going on in the MLB Slack channel. As soon as I think when the A's got up, like it was like five to one or like, yeah, it was like five to one. They got up. I went and grabbed a Yankees um, uh, money line on live. So the game turned out pretty good for me, but as far as the, the pick uh, graphic. I actually took the A's full uh, for the full game minus one, uh, plus one and a half, but that one didn't a, work out. It was a hedge. It was a hedge. Mid-game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I, I think at this point in the season, we're like, I don't know, uh, they're fifty-four and twenty, so it's sixty-four games in. I'm ready to just award Malcolm with the uh, correct regular season champion. Doesn't mean they're going to win the World Series. They just <laughs> won the regular season. I mean, yeah. they pulled that game out of their ass with two Sean Murphy catchers interferences. Like, yeah, that is never, I've never seen a catcher do that. And yeah, it was, wasn't it back to back at bats? I believe it was because and they Murphy's came back. A good yeah. catcher. Yeah. He's a good catcher. Just unbelievable. But anyways, to Wednesday's game, we're talking about Monday's game, but it's Wednesday's game here. Um, Oakland. With Cole Irvin on the mound, he's two and five on the year with a 3.29 ERA, 47 strikeouts, 17 walks, and 68.1 innings pitched. He's lost three consecutive games against the Royals, the Royals again, and the Guardians, which doesn't create a very good resume. And the Yankees with Jameson Tyone, who has been struggling as of late, but he's eight and one on the year with a 3.19 ERA, 63 strikeouts. And we talked about him on yesterday's podcast, thinking that he was going to start for Tuesday. They mm-hmm. ended up going with a uh, reliever slash opener so again i'm gonna keep the same tyone handicap and i'm not gonna re- repeat a couple of the trends that i had on him i like the yankees on the running line here i mean we mentioned yesterday if you're if you're not a fan of the yankees take the uh oakland athletics on like a half unit a quarter of the unit on all mm-hmm. three games mm-hmm. i still think that strategy applies in this game but if you're betting this game and this game only i think the yankees run line is the play yeah, I agree. I think that if you do like, because I don't trust this bullpen for the Oakland A's, right? Like last yeah. night or Monday night was a prime example of how the game we were kind of anticipated playing it out, right? Like Oakland got out early. They had the first five innings lead and then they kind of gave it up in the, in the after the fifth inning and, and sixth, seventh and eighth. Uh, the Yankees offense really kind of came back. And like you also mentioned, like the catcher interference with um, Seth Brown there. So um, I agree with you here. I, I do like the Yankees run line here. James Stion has been absolutely fantastic so far this season for them. I know you mentioned he's had a cl- uh, rough couple starts here. I mean, when you're going up against the Houston Astros, that, that's yeah. a very potent offense. I think that's going to happen, right? We talk about teams like the Astros, uh, Yankees, Dodgers, the teams that have just have great offenses. 
Uh, you're going to get hit a little bit. But um, here against the Oakland A's, I think that he should bounce back here. I do like the run line with you as well. I'll co-sign that. Um, and this might be a series where the Yankees as well are going to score some runs here against his, against his pitching staff in the bullpen against the um, the Oakland A's. So I, I, if you get a four and a half on a team total for the Yankees, I don't hate that either. Uh, but you have anything else for this game? Uh, Noah, before we get to the next one? Maybe not series like throughout most of it, I guess Frankie Montaz. I expect a good start from him today, but yeah, the bullpen's a little bit rough on the athletic side, and this is definitely just a a nice little. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't a team that was going to live up to the Yankees. You know, maybe falling asleep during the early half of this week after a mm-hmm. series against the Astros, they're not good enough to make them pay for that. You know, yeah, hundred percent. Um, let's get over to the next game of the afternoon for Wednesday. It's going to be a one Oh five Eastern start between the Pittsburgh pirates in the nation's capital to take on the Washington nationals, Mitch Keller on the mound for the Pittsburgh pirates, uh, Paulo Espino on the mound for the Washington nationals. Looking at the opening line for this game, I'm seeing, uh, the Washington nationals favored minus minus one thirty-five on the money line. Plus 115 on the money line for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Over-under is at 9 with a little bit of juice towards the over at minus 115. Run line for this game, I'm seeing the Nationals minus 1.5, plus 145. And for the Pittsburgh Pirates on the run line, plus 1.5, minus 170. I'll start with Mitch Keller here. Um, he's 2-5 and five on the season with a 4.77 ERA, a 1.42 whip. On the road so far this year, um, hasn't been that great. He has an ERA of 5.12 with a whip of 1.48. He is 2-2 two and two on the season uh, on the road so far, and his last start was pretty solid against, um, let me see, yeah, it was against the Tampa, Tampa. Bay Rays. Um, five innings, he did give up three earned runs, but I think that, you know, he he's he's been pretty good. I mean, if you kind of take a look at dating back to all the way to May 18th to uh, his last start, He's pitched 33 and one-third innings. He's allowed 29 hits in that span, but only given up 11 earned runs with an ERA of 2.97 and a 1.32 whip. But it's going to be on the road where he's gotten into trouble. Uh, 18 innings pitch in that span, which I mentioned May 18th to the 24th. Um, eight earned runs given up in 18 innings. His uh, ERA of four and a whip of 1.44. Now he go, goes up against... The Washington uh, Nationals here, with, like I said, with Paulo Espino on the mound. He's been really good for them so far this season. He's uh, started the last two games. He had his first start was against the Phillies, I believe, um, where he went five innings, gave up three runs. Two of them weren't earned. And then his last start against the Texas Rangers, five and a third inning in that start. Six hits allowed, only gave up one earned run. So he's been pretty good for them. Um, I'm not sure if I do trust Mitch Keller here, especially on the road here uh, against his Nationals team. They're a really good hitting team, um, are the Nationals. I think that's something that we don't give them credit for. And I was looking early when I was capping this game of how um, Mitch Keller has done against the Nationals. And in one start earlier this year where he did face them on April 15th, he only lasted three and two-third innings in that game, and he allowed four earned runs in that game. Gave up three walks as well to the Washington Nationals. Um, and I'm going to stick with uh, Paulo Espino and the, the Washington Nationals here at home. I think that I think there's going to be an opportunity for the uh, Nationals to get to Keller again, um, especially on the road, like I mentioned. I keep harping on that, so I'm going to go with that here. Uh, Noah, what do you think? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards the Nationals as well, just because – 
Miss Keller is very inconsistent, and we talked about it. I think it was the last time me and Dylan. I think I think it was the Lord of the Flies podcast where it was just me and Dylan. Mm-hmm. Um, Keller's much better at home than he is on the road, yep. and um, that's something that I'm looking to tail here. And I'm not necessarily going to bet it. I, I don't think betting on either team this season is going to be very profitable. Just hard to figure yeah. out. But um, yeah, my lean would be taking the Nationals on the money line here. All right, let's keep it moving here. The next game on the board is going to be the Houston Astros in New York to take on the Mets. One ten Eastern start. Justin Verlander, the ace for the Houston Astros on the mound, uh, and Taiwan Walker on the mound for the New York Mets. Looking at the opening line for this game, the Houston Astros are favored, minus 125 on the money line, with the New York Mets plus 105 as home underdogs. Over-under is set at 7.5 with juice towards the over at minus 115. On the run line, Astros... Minus one and a half, plus 135. And the New York Mets, plus one and a half, minus 155 on the run line. Noah, I'll let you lead this one off, buddy. The Astros are eight and three in their last 11 games, five and zero oh versus the Mets. And in their last five games that they played the Mets, the Mets, although are 13 and two in their last 15 home games, but rule number one. I don't fade Justin Verlander. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> nine and three with a 222 ERA, 84 strikeouts, 16 walks, and 89.1 innings pitched. And we doubted him last time against the Yankees, and he went out there and absolutely dealt. And he uh, chucked four hits. He only gave four hits in seven innings pitched uh, just after a terrible seven-run start against the White Sox. So a complete bounce-back spot there for Verlander. And then on the Mets side, they're starting Taiwan Walker, who's six and two. With a 3.03 ERA, 49 strikeouts, 19 walks, and 65.1 innings pitched. Both teams, with how well they are, they've been playing, scare me to try to pick in this game on the money line. But I like the under here um, in this one with both studs on the mound. Yeah, I agree about the under. Uh, I, I couldn't come to a side either. I mean, Justin Verlander's numbers have been better. I mean, they've been overall pretty good, but he's pitched more innings on the road so far this year. 17 more innings that he's pitched uh, on the road. Versus at home, 36 and a third at home, 53 innings on the road. And, you know, the whip is better on the road as well, 0.77 versus 1.02 at home. So, I mean, overall, he's having a very dominant season, Cy Young worthy for sure. Yeah. And like you mentioned, Walker as well at home, he's been, you know, better at home uh, versus on the road. He has a 2.49 ERA at home versus a 3.3 on the road uh, so far this season. I think, yeah, that was the one play that I did come to as well, under seven and a half here at minus 105 between these two teams. Uh, do you have anything else for this uh, game, uh, uh, Noah? Just that, um, you know, Verlander, when he gets tagged, it's normally for the long ball, and him playing away from home is actually more beneficial to him because he's away from that juice box, which is one of the smallest parks in the MLB. So, Yeah, and if you kind of take a look over his last couple games here, um, you're right, he's really gotten in trouble when he gives up the long ball at home. I know he had that rough outing against Seattle back on May 27th in Seattle, but other than that, he's been pretty solid. Um did have a rough outing against the Chicago White Sox, but uh, when you there's, ER, oh, there's some wacky stat like he's he's Hall of Fame bound. Yeah. He's gonna be um, one of the pitchers with the most home runs ever given up in the Hall of Fame. Wow, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I, I don't have that stat ready, mm-hmm. but just being in Tiger's Twitter that pops up every now and then, and I'm just like it's insane. Yeah. All right. Before we move on, let me tell you guys about our presenting sponsor, WinBet. Make sure to get down on Win's bet $50 to win $200 promotion, where a $50 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. Also, the ultimate fantasy football experience. Bet $500 on 
sports or in the casino before July 31st, 2022, and you get entered to win the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at Encore Beach Club, including a two-night stay at Wynn Resorts for you and your entire league. Multiple entries are allowed. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. Offer subject change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 years or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, uh, Noah, let's keep it moving here, my man. The next game on the board is going to be a 2-10 Eastern start between the Texas Rangers and the Kansas City Royals in Kansas City. Uh, Dane Dunning on the mound for the Texas Rangers and Zach Grinke on the mound for the Kansas City Royals. Looking at the opening line for this game, I'm seeing a minus 120 road favorite here for the Texas Rangers and Dane Dunning. Uh, even money on the money line for the Kansas City Royals. Over under set at nine with juice towards the over at minus 115. Uh, run line right now, minus one and a half, plus 135 for the Texas Rangers and plus one and a half, minus 155 for the Kansas City Royals. Um, I will let you lead this one off as well here. Uh, Noah, what do we got for this game? So just some quick trends before we get into the pitchers again. The under has hit in four of the Rangers' last six and eight of the Royals' last 12. With Monday night slaughtering, Texas is now 7-1 and one in the last eight tilts against Kansas City for Texas. Dane Dunning makes the start. He's 1-5 with a 4.17 ERA, 74 strikeouts, 29 walks, and 82 innings pitched. Notably, he is worse on the road. Kansas City. They're starting Zach Granke, who's one and four with a 4.68 ERA, 29 strikeouts, 10 walks in 57.2 innings pitched, and notably, he's better at home. Uh, Moonoff typically has those stats, so I'm not going to steal his thunder. Kansas City is an interesting dog that I'm willing to play here, especially with the news of young nicknamed or young bopper named. Uh, his nickname is Italian Breakfast, I believe. It's wow. it's Vinny Pascalatino. I mm. butchered his last name, but expect him to butcher some balls in the MLB. I think uh, after them dealing away Carlos Santana and all the injuries that they've suffered with uh, Salvador Perez, and uh, it's just two big blows to this team and this young stud, new energy into the clubhouse, kind of like the way they treated Bobby Witt. Um, maybe it rejuvenates them a little bit after uh, yesterday's blowout against Texas. You know, it was like 10 to 1 or 10 to 4 or something like that. But uh, Munaf, do you agree with the Kansas City play? And do you have those road and home stats for both pitchers? So Zach Grinke. And I was just going through his game log. And so far this season, he's had five starts at home for the Kansas City Royals. He hasn't allowed more than two earned runs in any of those starts. Yeah. He's gone at least five innings in every single one of those starts. And he's allowed, he gave up two to the uh, Chicago White Sox and then gave up two to the Detroit Tigers. That's been the most that he's given up. So I think we're on to something here. I think that uh, you mentioned it with Dane Dunning. Um, he hasn't been very good on the road. 6.03 ERA with a whip of 1.75. Uh, he's 0-4 on the road so far this year is Dane Dunning. And if you kind of go through his game log, he gave a 5 to the Detroit Tigers in Detroit. He gave up 4 to the Cleveland Guardians in Cleveland. He gave up 2 to the Oakland A's in Oakland, a 4 and a third. Gave up 5 to the uh, Los Angeles Angels on the road. So you kind of see where I'm getting here. Not very good on the road. So, no. yeah, I agree. I think that this is an opportunity for the Royals to probably get put up some runs against Dane Dunning. 
uh, and also at, at a even money price here. Uh, I mean, I guess we could say it's an underdog price, but um, I, I, I'm with you there, man. I like the Royals here. Okay, I like it. I like it. All right, let's move on to the next game of the afternoon. It's going to be the San Diego Padres versus the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks, 340 Eastern start. It's going to be Mike Clevenger on the mound for the Padres and Madison Bumgarner for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, Looking at the opening lines for this game, minus 140 favorites for the San Diego Padres and plus 120 home underdogs for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Over-under set at 8.5 for this game with juice towards the under at minus 115. Run line, minus 1.5, plus 115 for the uh, Padres and plus 1.5, minus 135 for the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks with um, said Madison Bumgarner on the mound. I'll start here with uh, Mike Clevenger. He's come back off the IL so far for the Padres so far this season. He's 1-0, 3.52 ERA with the whip of 1.30. Uh, his last start was actually against the Arizona Diamondbacks where he went four innings. Gave up only one earned run in that game. Three strikeouts, two walks. Um, you know, three. he started, I believe, it's been six games where he's uh, made an appearance. And four of those six have actually come on the road. So far on the road, he has a 3.68 ERA with a 1.09 whip. 14 and two-thirds innings pitch on the road so far this season for Mike Clevenger. Um, I think the most more interesting part that I found in this game or the handicap was Madison Bumgarner. For the Arizona Diamondbacks, he, left-handed pitcher, obviously we know that. He's 3-7 and seven so far for this uh, season. 3.75 ERA with a whip of 1.37. His last start was against the uh, San Diego Padres as well back on June 22nd uh, in San Diego where he gave up four, um, four earned runs in four innings, did allow six runs overall, uh, gave up nine hits in that span. But I think that one thing that really stood out to me when I dug a little deeper about Madison Bumgarner um against the Padres in his career uh, as a member of the Diamondbacks the numbers were not very good and I'm quickly trying to pull it up here give me uh hang with me for one second um let's see uh I'll try to get it here but uh why don't you give your handicap uh for this game no and I'll see if I can pull up that stat in the meantime so Jerkson Profar, four for nine against Mad Bum. Luke Voigt, three for seven against Mad Bum. Austin Nola, four for ten against Bumgarner. You see where I'm going. All these guys have great numbers against Bumgarner here. And the trend still hasn't changed because I haven't played this Tuesday game. San Diego wins in Chase Field. They're six and zero oh in their last six games against Arizona. I said that yesterday. I'm gonna say with it today. They were my lock yesterday. And I still kind of like Clevenger on the mound against Bim- Mad Bomb here. So um Padres is my play. And like we always say, if you like the Padres to just win the game, just take a shot on them on the run line because they have yeah. a great record on the run line. Yeah, over the last two weeks the Padres number one in WRC plus um and that stat that I was talking about for Madison Bumgarner as a member as a pitcher for these uh, Arizona Diamondbacks, it dates back to 2020, July 2020, and up till present, he is 0-4 with an ERA of 6.68, 30 strikeouts and seven appearances against the Padres. And his last start, uh, like we mentioned, or uh, was last week, where he also did struggle against his team. So I agree with you 100%. I actually do like the run line here uh, for the uh, San Diego Padres at that plus 115 price. So. I think we're both here on the Padres agreement against Madison Bumgarner and the Arizona Diamondbacks. Anything else for this game, uh, Noah? Nope. Let's move on. All right. Let's keep it rolling here. Next game on the board is going to be the Detroit Tigers 
in San Francisco to take on the Giants. It's a 345 Eastern start. Ronnie Garcia on the mound for the Detroit Tigers. And Alex Wood on the mound for the San Francisco Giants. Looking at the opening line for this game, heavy favorites here for the San Francisco Giants. Minus 210 on the money line, plus 180 for the Detroit Tigers. Over-under set at 8 with juice towards the under at minus 115. On the run line, minus 1.5, plus 105 for the Giants. And plus 1.5, minus 125 for the uh, Detroit Tigers. I'll leave this one off here. Um Ronnie Garcia for the Detroit Tigers, 4.75 ERA with a 1.04 whip. Uh, on the road, he's actually been better with a 3.18 ERA and a whip of 1.00. Alex Wood has not been very good this season, 5.05, 1.37 uh, ERA at home of 4.4 and a 1.43 uh, whip. But you're the Tigers fan. Noah, I'm going to let you talk about your team. So I'm not a huge fan of Rony Garcia, and I think I said that the last time that uh, he pitched, and I was on the pod as well. I think that was also the Lord of the Flies pod. Um, but he's been surprising me this year, so I'm going to compete. I'm going to continue to uh, repeat that statement and see if he can keep surprising me throughout the rest of the season. If we, he continues to be the spot starter from the bullpen for us because uh we have willie peralta in the pen and he was a great starter last year i don't know why we're not pitching him right now that's my only complaint is like willie has done it for us so but detroit they're four and ten in their last 14 games all these trends remain the same from yesterday because they have not played in tuesday's game yet um they're three and seven against their uh, against the giants in their last 10 um, and this is uh, this was a fun fact that I just learned on Twitter today. It's it's a fascinating place. <laughs> this is the first time that the Tigers are visiting San Francisco since the World Series loss when we got swept. Wow. Yeah. So 18 mile an hour winds blowing out. Left handed pitcher Detroit usually does better against left handed pitching. I'm going to lean towards Detroit here. I'm going to take a shot on the Tigers here. Um, not comfortable ever playing this team but um yeah i mean they have the worst road record in the mlb but i feel like this is a spot with them and like you mentioned roni is better on the road so roni road guy you know yeah um i just don't trust alex wood man i mean the numbers I, the numbers just aren't aren't very great for him he's given up at least four earned runs his last two starts um i mean last two starts against the pirates and then against the atlanta braves he's only gone six in the third inning He's given up 10 earned runs in those two starts um, uh, on the road. But when you, even when you have, you know, you mentioned that Tigers, and that was something that I also did look at is when they're going up at any team that's going up against left-handed pitching, I want to see how they're doing. The Tigers are pretty good, like you mentioned, against left-handed pitching. So I think this might be a spot where, you know, if you don't want to take the full game run, uh, full game money line, you're still getting a plus one and a half, minus 125 price on that run line. But I'll, I'll leave with the Tigers here, man. I think this, there's some value here on that plus 180 uh, money line price here against the San Francisco Giants and with Alex Wood on the mound. So um, you'll get an agreement with me here again on this same, but I, I, I think I may actually just get down on that plus one and a half, uh, minus 125 price on the run line Yeah, that's a good uh, price. for the Tigers. You have anything else for this game? No, I like that price, the plus one and a half. Yeah. All right, let's keep it moving here. Next game on the board, the last game of the early starts, it's going to be the Baltimore Orioles. At the Seattle Mariners, 4-10 Eastern start. Austin Voth, Voth is going to be on the mound 
for the Baltimore Orioles and Chris Flexen on the mound for the Seattle Mariners. We know the Seattle Mariners are dealing with a lot of injuries here. Or sorry, for a lot of suspension, the guys being out of their lineup. Ty France is out of the lineup. We know he's on the eye on the, I think the suspensions finally came down after the brawl between the angels and the Mariners, but um, no, I'll let you lead this one off, man. Orioles versus the Mariners. Yeah. I mentioned how Twitter is just a fascinating spot, right? So um, pulling these from Twitter, Jeff Passan, Jesse Winker suspended seven games, but he is appealing. So I think he's allowed to play while you're appealing the decision there. Yeah. JP Crawford, five game suspension. Um, and then Julio Rodriguez got two games. Um, so those are the mo- notable Mariners guys. But listen to this stat from Sarah Langs on Twitter. 14 and 10, the Ro- Orioles are in June. There's two games left, uh, Tuesday's game and Wednesday's game. Mm-hmm. The Orioles have clinched their first winning calendar month with the minimum of five games being played in the month since they went 17 and 12 back in August, 2017. Yeah. In that span from September, 2017 to May, 2022, every other team had at least two winning months with the minimum of five games in a month. And the Astros had 23 of them in the lead. So, um, just a historic month for the Orioles, you know, their first winning month in the decade. (laughs) That, that deserves a round of applause, Noah. It really does. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll try my best through the mic. But, uh, um, the total has gone under in seven of the Orioles' last eight and 11 of the Mariners' last 16. But with winds of 13 miles an hour blowing straight out to center field, these two pitchers on the mound, how do we take an under here? For Baltimore, Austin Voth, who's 0-0 zero and zero, with a 781 ERA, 28 strikeouts, 10 walks, and 27.2 innings pitched. Fun fact, he is the 12th worst fantasy baseball pitcher this year. Um, and then for Seattle, we have Chris Flexen, who's 3-8 and eight, with a 431 ERA, 55 strikeouts, 27 walks, in 77.1 innings pitched. And he's actually not that bad. I just used him to kind of fit the narrative that I'm trying to spin. He's actually been really good as of late with six straight starts, surrendering three or less runs. But we're banking on this bullpen of the Mariners to give up a few runs. And I like this over, which is set at eight right now that I'm seeing. So the over eight is my play there. I like it. Yeah, did I did I give out the lines for this game? I don't think I did. Um, <clears throat> Maybe not. Yeah, I'll go through it quickly, and then um, we'll give the picks for this game. But it was minus one thirty-five on the money line for the Mariners, plus one fifteen for the Baltimore Orioles. Over under, you're right, it's at eight, but it's juiced towards the under at minus one fifteen. So you can get that number at a either even money price or minus one hundred five on the over. But the run line minus one and a half, plus one forty for the Mariners, and plus one and a half, minus one sixty-five for the Baltimore Orioles. I agree with you, man. Look. I can't get behind any uh, either one of these pitchers just because we talked about the, just the stats right now. Um, and again, both of these bullpens are poor, so it pretty much turns into a coin flip uh, in, the, in the back half of the game, right? Which bullpen is going to be worse? So I understand that you know some of the players are appealing and the Mariners are dealing with some injuries, but it's going to be a game where we see, again, I don't know, 11, 12, 13 runs, especially with the win factor that you just talked about. Not only that, it also being during the day, so you're going to get warmer temperatures as well. So that only helps your overcase um, on that over eight. So I think that number is a little conservative here. No, I agree with you there 100%. Uh, you have else hope, for this game? Let's just hope that roof is open, baby. Yeah, I hope so too. Definitely something to check out as well. Um, and again, when you're betting these totals, you kind of you have to check the weather reports, man. Like the wind 
is a big thing if that roof is going to be open or not. Um, yeah. I, I know you and I both use Swish Analytics um, as a as a good source for our, our uh, handicapping and things like that. So uh, definitely check out their website. They give a lot of great information. Uh, before we move into the nightcap games, let me tell you uh, guys about Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing uh, fantasy platform. We use it here at SGPN. And it's a lot of fun to be on. Um, you probably already have Fantasy League on there, and we use it again, like I said, at SGP. And it's a game-changing product, unlike anything else in the industry. And now you can make money on Sleeper too by buying their new, sorry, not buying, playing their new over/under game. It's super simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over/under. For example, number of points in basketball when basketball is going on. But right now, <clears throat> like we mentioned, it's only baseball. There's a lot of different props that you can select from guys, total bases, hits, uh, strikeout props are on there as well. All you got to do is uh, choose two or more, and you enter into the contest, and you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money that you put in. The, mo- the main reason we're excited about Over Under on Sleeper is that's the only app where I can join my buddy's contest and we can play it together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friend's picks. With the tap of a button, it's insanely fun to ride it out together. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. So on your mobile devices, join our listener group uh, on Sleeper by going to sleeper.com slash SGP. And Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's right. Join our Sleeper squad and get 100% deposit match at sleeper.com slash SGP. Uh, and also make sure to use that promo code SGP or also SGP MLB. A couple of promo codes there to use, but it's only on your first deposit of up to $100. Last night, I put in an entry. I took one of Noah's picks, the Adam Wainwright lock. And I also took, um, I took, I think it was Chad Cool for the Rockies. I took the over, uh, put in a little um, a contest there, about 20 bucks. That turned into $72 for me. So, a lot of fun make sure you guys check it out and again you can copy our picks as well with a one click of a button on sleeper so make sure to head to sleeper.com slash sgp and join our listener group as well all right let's keep it rolling here for the nightcap games here noah the first night game it's going to be the atlanta braves in philadelphia 705 eastern start kyle wright on the mound for the atlanta braves ranger suarez on the mound for the Philadelphia Phillies. Looking at the opening lines for this game, it's going to be uh, Atlanta Braves are favored on the road here, minus 145, plus 125 for the Philadelphia Phillies on the money line. Over-under set at 8 for this game, with juice towards the over at minus 120. <clears throat> Run line, minus 1.5, plus 120 for the Atlanta Braves, and plus 1.5, minus 140 for the Phillies. I'll kick it off here. Kyle Wright, man, he's been really consistent here for the Atlanta Braves. He has a 3.18 ERA with a whip of 1.16 on the road so far this year. 3.1 with a uh, with a 1.38 whip so far this season. Ranger Suarez, he, he's really been up and down uh, for this squad. Um, so far this season, he is, and I just had it in front of me. Give me one second. He is, yeah, six and four on the season with a 4.23 ERA. Left handed pitcher. Um, his last start, he did pretty well against the Padres. Uh, seven and a third innings, probably his best start so far this season where he's gone at least seven innings. He's had three starts where he's gone seven innings. 
Um, I mean, he's given up consistently at least two earned runs, and I believe that's about seven to eight straight starts. Um, and at home, uh, he hasn't been very good. He has a 5.10 ERA with a whip of 1.73. He's one in three at home. So the success for Ranger Suarez has really come on the road so far this year. Kyle Wright, like I said, he's been really consistent. He has a record of eight and four. His last two starts, he's gotten roughed up a little bit. He's given up nine earned runs in 11 innings pitch. But I think this might be a game where he can find some form here against the uh, against the Philadelphia Phillies. He did face his team back on May 26th in Philadelphia. Sorry, in Atlanta. He went six and two-thirds in that game, gave up three earned runs, uh, did have five strikeouts in that game. But um, I, I, with the uh, splits I just talked about with Ranger Suarez here, Noah, I'm leaning towards taking Kyle Wright and the Atlanta Braves here, man. What do you like for this game? Yeah, so Kyle Wright's one of my favorites in the MLB. Um, watched him over at Vanderbilt for a while until he got into the pros. And um, this is one of one of my favorite pitchers to watch just because he has a lot of the same like junk that I throw. Um, K-prop for him, but I'm actually going to stay away from this game. Just a couple of the trends that I look at normally. Um, both teams are hot. Uh, Atlanta 15 and five in their last 20 Philly 14 and six in their last 20 Philly's also eight and two in their last 10 at home. Um, both these teams, they've gone under uh, Atlanta. They're four of their last five games and Philly four of their last six. And I was actually kind of leaning towards the over in this one. So not really a strong play. And this is where you're probably going to get a right K prop for me to just kind of, Give you something in this game. Um, big fan of Wright. I think he goes out there and gets at least five. We'll see where that opens up. I'm thinking around four and a half, five and a half. Yeah, Atlanta has been pretty good against lefties so far this year as well. Uh, they're number seven in team batting average against left-handed pitching. They're also, I believe, our number six in uh, in hits against left-handed pitching as well. Let me see how many runs they have scored against left-handed pitching. They're number three in the entire league against left-handed pitching. Um in run score with 109 and um, WRC plus another side that I started, uh, I have started looking at uh, Atlanta over the last two weeks are number seven uh, in WRC plus. So um, possibly a, a Braves team total in this game would maybe uh, be a play as well, along with the call, right? Uh, K prop that Noah is talking about. You like anything else for this game? Noah, before we get to the next one. No, I think, but that's about it. All right. Let's keep it moving here. It's going to be the Boston Red Sox uh, in Toronto to take on the Blue Jays. 707 Eastern start. Nick Pavetta on the mound for the Boston Red Sox and Alec Manoa on the mound for the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, looking at the opening line for this game, it's going to be a minus 150 favorite for the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, plus 130 on the money line for the Boston Red Sox. Over under set at eight and a half with Juice Swartzy over <clears throat> at minus 115. The run line minus one and a half plus 135. For the uh, Toronto Blue Jays and plus one and a half, minus 155 for the um, Boston Red Sox. Nick Pavetta, eight and five so far this year, 3.25 ERA with a whip of 1.11. He's been probably the most consistent pitcher for the Red Sox this year. Um, He's been healthy. He's been in this rotation uh, all season long. Uh, He did face his Toronto team two times already, which was in the first two starts this season. Um, back on April 20th, four innings, gave up five earned runs. And then uh, April 26th in Toronto, four and two-thirds innings, he gave up two earned runs in that game. He did allow four walks, or gave up, I'm sorry, four walks 
in both of those starts. So 10 strikeouts to eight um, walks is a ratio against Toronto for Nick Bavetta. On the road so far this year, <clears throat> the ERA is a slightly worse at 3.66 with the ERA, uh, sorry, a whip of 1.11. Um, Alec Mano, you guys know I picked him as my Cy Young for this year. He's been absolutely brilliant for the Toronto Blue Jays, 9-2 and two on the season. Uh, 2.05 ERA, a whip of 0.96. Uh, at home, he has a record of 5-1 and one with a 2.15 ERA, a whip of 0.8. He did face his Boston Red Sox team back on April 28th where he went uh, seven innings and threw shut out baseball. He only allowed three hits, did have seven strikeouts in that game as well. Um, I, there's no reason for me not to continue backing Alec Manoa. I've been on his starts Every single um, start that he's made so far this season, he's been profitable for me. I don't think anything changes here. The the Red Sox lineup really does struggle against his team. I think the only, or sorry, this pitcher, the only one guy that really has success against uh, Alec Mano is Alex Verdugo. I know he's four of eight against him so far this season, but everybody else, uh, Rafael Devers, one for six, JD Martinez, O of six, uh, Xander Bogars, O of three, a very small sample so far for this year. But uh, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of Alec Manoa. I'm going to keep backing him here, uh, Noah, against the Red Sox. It's, I find it a little bit weird that you're backing a guy that you're a fan of over the team that you're a fan of. Um, <laughs> I'm a little biased to Manoa because I did pick him for AL. I know, I know. And I'm holding that ticket, but you know, this is I got to pick the winners, right? Yeah, this is our AL Cy Young card because my AL Cy Young pick, who has been pretty good this year too, he's also on this card. But um, I, I think I think there's some good value in this Boston line here. Um, you read off. Did you read off plus one twenty five on Pavetta? He's been their most consistent starter this year, and yeah. I mean, I I don't I don't validate opening the Blue Jays as minus one seventy five on the money line if that was correct. Again, uh, one fifty. One fifty. Okay, so a little bit high on my part um, from what I've been looking at, but uh, yeah, I, I still like Boston on the money line in this game. I feel like this is the series that they just. They have to make the statement and keep this lead over the Blue Jays in the wild card race and second place in the AL East. AL East might be tied up already as I awarded Malcolm in picking the correct regular season champion earlier in this podcast. But I mean, I think Boston has a chance to, you know, just pull off a good upset here today. Yeah, I mean, Alec Manoa has made three appearances against the Red Sox, and he's been pretty good against them. He has a 2-0 and record with a 1.50 ERA. Um, again, the whole thing with the Red Sox, like the vaccinations, I know they don't have their closer. They don't have, I think, their leadoff guy. Um, you know, it could be a possibility that they, you know, maybe sneak one out here. Maybe that's going to be on Tuesday night. But I just feel like that, you know, the history against with – um, Alec Manoa against the Red Sox and how he has just been pitching the season. I, I tend to lead towards him. I wish it was a cheaper price of minus 150, but I do understand why it is at 150. Um, and, and, and I think that as we're both kind of talking about here, Noah, the under kind of makes sense here then at under eight and yeah. a half because both these pitchers have been really good. Have has uh, not having their closer over the last uh, I don't know, year ever affected the Red Sox? Because have you really settled on one guy lately? You had they, in, the, in the beginning of the season, it was like you guys couldn't yeah. get a guy. So I haven't I haven't had a keen eye on the Red Sox bullpen in the last month. Has there been a merged guy? Who is that? So Matt Barnes has been out, I think, with on the on the injured list. Um, and it's really been guys that they've just kind of been rotating because 
Uh, and let me see if I can pull up who which, who's the player is that has the most saves on this team. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I'm I'm just saying like I I don't know who like the established closer of this team is off the top of my head. But Barnes 15 day IL and Hansel Robles 15 day IL and those were the two two of like the four guys that were competing with it. I know Garrett Wicklock was also a good a good uh, arm, but he's on the 15 day IL as well. Yeah. And then um, is it Jake Diekman that's not it's, vaccinated? Or so. Tanner Houck has uh, six uh, saves. He leads a team in uh, in uh, saves so far this season for the uh, for the Red Sox. But yeah, it's either been I've seen Jake Dykeman out there. I've I've seen Tanner Houck out there. I've seen uh, uh, Matt Barnes when he's healthy. He's been out there. So again, ever since they lost uh, Craig Kimbrell, they really haven't had a a closure. I know last season it was Matt Barnes that who was having a pretty good season last yeah. year, but. This season, he has a 7.94 ERA. He just hasn't been very good so far this year for the Red Sox. That's what I'm saying. Not having a closer hasn't really affected you guys really lately. Yeah. So <laughs> that's that's my one thing on that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's keep the ball moving here. We have about, let's see, where am I on the schedule? Four here? games left. Four games left. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, five games left. We five. have the Minnesota Twins in Cleveland to take on the Guardians. 710 Eastern start. Seeing Dylan Bundy on the mound for the Minnesota Twins, call Cal Quintrall. Try to say that five times in a row uh, for the Cleveland Guardians. Looking at the opening line for this game, um, the Cleveland Guardians are favored slightly at minus one fifteen at minus one fifteen as home favorites. Minus one hundred five for Dylan Bundy um, and the Twins. Eight and a half is the total for this game, with juice towards the over at minus one twenty run line, plus one and a half, minus one seventy five. For the Cleveland Guardians and minus one and a half plus one fifty for the Minnesota Twins. Um, that's a little backwards there because the Guardians are favored in this game. But um, looking at this game here, uh, Noah, I'll start it off here with Dylan Bundy. Anytime I see this guy pitching, especially on the road, I want to fade him. Um, Six point eight two ERA on the road, a WHIP of one point five four. Cal Control, he's turning around here. He has a three point seven six ERA so far at. Um, on the season and it's right around the same number frame um, at home, but Dylan Bundy four and four so far, but his record on the road so far this season, he's two and three, but I mentioned the ERA where he, it's been really bad for him. He's been good at home for the Minnesota twins with a 2.10 ERA and a whip below uh, one, but kind of take a look at his starts over the past couple um road starts. He had a great one against the Arizona Diamondbacks, but we know that's not a very good hitting team. He gave up five against the Toronto Blue Jays in two innings. He gave up four against the Detroit Tigers in six innings. Early in the season, he really had trouble on the road. He gave up nine to the Baltimore Orioles. He gave up six to the Tampa Bay Rays. So you just kind of see where I'm getting at. Um, Cal Control, um, four and four so far on the season, like I mentioned, 3.76 ERA. He has um, won, let's see, he has perfect, oh, I'm sorry, that's last season. He's 3-0 and so <laughs> far at home this year, dating back to 2020, um, Noah. At home, Cal Control is a perfect 10-0 and with a 2.51 ERA. So I don't think that's a train that I get when I want to get in front of. Uh, that's a train <laughs> that I do want to back. For lack of better words, hop, so, hop all aboard. Yeah, I'm hopping on the Cal Quintrall train at home. Uh, so give me uh, the Cleveland Guardians here against the Minnesota Twins, Noah. So we've established two expresses in the last two podcasts. We have the Fade Robbie Ray train and the Cal 
Quantrill train. I'll yeah. just say Quantrill. That way we can have both pronunciations covered, you know? Yours is probably right. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the uh, Guardians, I, I said it on yesterday's podcast, I feel like this is a huge, huge bounce back series after getting swept at home against Boston. They get the Twins coming in who have had their number. They're 1-5 in five in their last six games against the Twins, but they just won 3-2 to two this afternoon yeah. in game one of the doubleheader. Um, Zach Plezak threw... Pretty well. He had three. Yeah. He had three walks. He had seven strikeouts, though. He only gave up three hits in the six innings, and then bullpen came and came in and just shut him down. Three-two victory for the Guardians. There. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to be on the Guardians this whole series. I feel like this is a huge spot for him. Yeah, there's no way I'm putting my money behind uh, Dylan Bundy on the road, so I'm going to keep that simple. Uh, yeah, I mean that's very good. Two very good trends: Bundy, Bundy on the road struggling, and Quantrill on the road uh, at home not even losing in the last two years. So yeah. hopefully that's not an MLB SGPN jinx, but you, know, you never know. Yeah. You have anything else for this game? No, I feel like that might be coming up in the later segment from you. Eh? Yeah, maybe. Okay. Uh, all right. Let's go with the next game on the board. Four games left on the schedule here. We've got the Miami Marlins uh, in St. Louis to take on the Cardinals. 745 Eastern start. Sandy Alcantara on the mound for the Miami Marlins and Andre Palante, Palante on the mound for the St. Louis Cardinals. That might be French and a silent E at the end. So Palant okay. was my, my guess. There you go. All right. <laughs> I have Pallant. no idea. Uh, Andre is a French name. Palant seems French. <clears throat> I, actually, I'm sorry. I said I thought I didn't see a line for this game, but I actually do. It's minus 110 uh, both ways on the money line for this game. Uh, seven and a half is a total. Um and the run line is minus one and a half plus one fifty five for the Marlins and plus one and a half minus one eighty for the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, Noah, I will let you lead this one off, my man. So the Marlins are one and nine in their last ten games against St. Louis, but does that streak or trend just kind of halt for this one game as they have Sandy Alcantara on the mound? Do they steal this game for the Marlins? Uh, Alcantara, he's seven and three. This year, and 11 of his 15 starts have been quality starts in 2022. He has a 195 ERA, 94 strikeouts, 28 walks, and 106.1 innings pitched. And he's going up against Andre Pallant, who's making his fifth MLB start. He's 2-3 and three with a 203 ERA, 31 strikeouts, 21 walks, and 48.2 innings pitched. But the long ball has been a little bit of an issue for the kid. I like Miami to win this game. Munaf, do you agree? Anytime I see Sandy Alcantara on the mound, I do want to back him. But he's he's he had a rough start against the Mets. I mean, the Mets are a good offense. His last two starts were actually against the Mets. Um, he's gone. It's crazy to see the amount of innings this guy is pitching. Uh, Noah, he's gone at least seven innings over his last. And I'm trying to pull up how many total games it's been. Let me just count this down here. Well, one, he two. leads the MLB in innings pitch. Yeah, one, two, three, four, five. And there's not eight, really seven. somebody close. He's nine innings ahead of the next guy, Aaron Nola, at 97.1. So I think it is, uh, yeah, nine Yeah, nine games. <clears throat> he's got a minimum of seven innings in all of those games, and he's gone at least eight innings in one, two, three, four, five of those games. So... This guy's like to eat up, you know, he eats up the innings and he's 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 doing well pitching. Um I think this might be the spot where the streak ends, like you mentioned, the trend that you did mention here. I mean, this is this guy is their best pitcher. 
for the Miami Marlins. And you like you mentioned that uh, the pitcher for the Cardinals, uh, he likes to give up the long ball or he's prone to giving up the long ball. He's given up a home run in three straight games uh, to the opposition Pirates, Red Sox and the Chicago Cubs. So let's go with Sandy Alcantara here. Minus 110 price. I don't think we're going to see a price like that for him a lot this season and going forward in the second half of the season. So I do like the Marlins here. You have anything else? Um, my only mentioning <clears throat> would be on a rebuttal of your statement that um, his last start against the Mets. You know, the Mets are very good at home. Yeah, he only gave he gave up five runs, only four earned. Two of them were on home runs, and those were his first two home runs he's given up in his last seven starts, which is like you mentioned, eight or nine innings each start. So that's at least fifty six innings he's gone without giving up a home run, and he gave up two against the Mets there. Um, so, I mean, I feel like this is just a good spot for him against the Cardinals and a good spot for the Marlins to at least just take one in the series, you know? Yeah, 100%. All right, three games left on the schedule. Let's get to the NL Central clash between the Cincinnati Reds and the Chicago Cubs. 8.05 Eastern start. Hunter Green on the mound for the Cincinnati Reds. Justin Steele on the mound for the uh, Chicago Cubs. Uh, looking at the opening line for this game, it's going to be a money line play because, again, we talk about the win factor in Wrigley Field. The Cubs are favored minus 135 in this game, plus 115 for the Cincinnati Reds. Um, I'm seeing the, win 10 miles an hour out to right center. Yeah, so we're probably seeing a total of probably what? With these two pitchers, I won't be surprised if we see a 9.5 or even a 10. Maybe. Yeah, um, Hunter Green. Boy, this guy is uh, – it's its really fun going through his game log, uh, Noah. <laughs> it really is. So I'll start with his uh, his basic numbers. He's 3-8 and eight so far this year. He has an ERA of 5.66 and a whip of 1.36 so far this season. He does have a total of 88 strikeouts so far this year where he's pitched, I believe, 70 innings so far um, for the Cincinnati Reds. Um. Last start was against the Dodgers. He gave up six earned runs, three home runs in that game. I mean, it is a Dodgers. It's a good lineup. Uh, But as always, last two starts, he's given up 10 earned runs and 10 innings pitch. The other start was against the Milwaukee Brewers. He did face the Chicago Cubs team at home um, back on May 26th, where he did give up five earned runs to this team, as well as three home runs, six strikeouts in that game. And if we're saying that the wind is blowing out in this game, Dylan, I'm sorry, Noah. I mean, um, I I think that I'm leaning towards the over. So let me get to Justin Steele here first. Two and five so far this year. It's 4.59 ERA with a whip of 1.45. Last start against the Pirates, he got roughed up in Pittsburgh. Five and two-thirds inning pitched. Five earned runs, seven hits allowed. Again, he gave up two home runs in that game as well. He did face this uh, Cincinnati Reds team back on May 26th in Cincinnati. Two innings pitch. He gave up seven earned runs in that game to the Cincinnati Reds. So there's no way I am backing or putting my money on either one of these pitchers. Like you mentioned, uh, Noah, the winds are going to be blowing out. Give me the over in this game. And I, I, I won't be surprised if it's past the number of 10. Um, I think this is going to be another game where the long ball is going to be flying. Maybe guys you want to put in your DFS lineups, maybe some home run props for some of these guys on this team. Uh, I'm taking the over in this game, man. 
I think a, uh, a, this is a nice spot for the Reds as well. I agree with you over completely. That's my number one play from this game. But Hunter Green has the ability to go out there and shove for a little bit. And um, the Reds are the worst home team, or not the Reds. The Cubs are the worst team at home in the MLB. So I feel like this is uh, a nice spot for the Reds. Um, plus 115, I'm seeing. I don't know what you had. Yeah, plus 115. You're right. Yeah, so I, I really like that number. Um not sure if that's going to be my dog at the end of the podcast, but I think I'll have a nickel on it for tomorrow's slate. Yeah, if you try to look at his uh, splits for his home road again, um, as far as his strikeouts per nine innings, 9.4 at home, 12.8 on the road. And again, he's starting against the Cubs on the road here. But uh, his last start against the Cubs, he did get six strikeouts in this game. But his strikeout props are probably going to be what around probably six and a half. I think yeah, it's game. the only thing that he's really good for. And like you mentioned, with the winds blowing out, the heart of the this is something that my coaches always taught me when I was playing ball. The harder the ball comes in, the further it goes out. So there you go. Yeah, 100%. that's your over. Yep. All right, let's get to the second to last game on the schedule. It's going to be the Los Angeles Dodgers in Coors Field. Take on the Colorado Rockies. 8.40 Eastern start. Julio Urias on the mound for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Herman Marquez on the mound for the uh, Colorado Rockies. Looking at the opening line for this game. The Dodgers are favored minus 190 in this game, plus 160 on the money line for the Colorado Rockies. Over under set at 11.5 with a little bit of juice towards the under at minus 115. Uh, run line is at minus 1.5, minus 120, plus 1.5 even money for the Colorado Rockies. Um I'll start with Julio Urias here for the Dodgers. Um, five and six so far this year. A 2.48 ERA, a whip of 1.01. Last start against the Atlanta um, Braves. Absolutely fantastic. He only gave up one earned run in six innings pitch. He's fit, He's gone at least six innings in five out, of, five out of his last six starts. I don't believe he's faced the Colorado Rockies so far this season. Um but on the road so far this year, he's at, he's three and four with a two point three six ERA and a WHIP of one point zero five. Marquez uh, on the mound for the Colorado Rockies, four and five so far this year, five point five eight ERA with a WHIP of one point zero five. Uh, sorry, one point five zero at home so far this year. He's one and two. The ERA for Marquez a lot higher at home. Noah six point seven zero with a WHIP of one point six two. Um, his last start, he was absolutely fantastic against the Minnesota Twins, but he's really got in trouble, like I mentioned, uh, at home so far this year. Um, why don't you give your handicap here for this game, uh, Noah, if you do have one? I want to look at Julio Urias' numbers against the Rockies uh, throughout his career. Yeah, because, I mean, he is a lefty, and we've mentioned that, you know, the Rockies lineup is one of the best against lefties in yesterday's podcast that still applies for today's podcast, and, as yep. Urias is a southpaw. But, um, you know, I, I think I like the under. I, I, I know you mentioned that Marquez struggles at home, and it's the Coors, Fields, it's the Coors Field effect. But, you know what, we get that Coors Field line. The line that I'm seeing is at 11.5. I don't know. If that's the one that Munaf said, I, I don't want to repeat. Eleven and a half. No, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm always scared to say the number that I'm looking at and see if like <laughs> Munaf and I are looking at the right page for the odds or not. But um, the under has gone in in four of their last five games for Colorado, and four of the last five games for the Dodgers, and the last twelve games that these two teams have played against each other, it's hit in nine of them. So I like I like the under in this game. Um, 
And I feel like you mentioned it yesterday's podcast that this is just kind of like one of those series that feels like the Pirates against the Dodgers. Yeah. And I mean, when you get two lefties in a three game set against the Rockies, it's a it's an uphill climb. Mm-hmm. Um, I did I was able to pull up the numbers for both of these pitchers against the uh opposing ball club. I'm gonna put you on the spot here a little bit, Noah. Julio Urias is two and two against the uh Colorado Rockies at 15 appearances in his career. Uh what do you think his ERA is? He's two and two in fifteen appearances. Yeah. So against the Rockies, yeah. That tells me that either the team's giving up late leads or he gives up early leads and the team comes back with the way that Dodgers have been, I mean, hitting in Urias's career. I feel like he's giving up early leads and the team comes back and wins these games for him. So I'm going to say his ERA is high fours, low fives. He's at 5.61 against the Rockies Uh, in his last four starts against the Colorado Rockies. He's given up uh, at least four earned runs, uh, and throughout those last four starts, and he's gone six innings, five and two thirds, six innings, and two uh, innings. Um, and I'm going to filter this down by um, Coor, uh, in Coors Field, but I can't get that number yet. But maybe so something with, to tweet out. With Munaf's live handicapping, that may have just nixed my under. So, you know what? Under 11 and a half. Eh. <laughs> no, uh, so, okay. And then uh, one more thing I was going to tell you about Herman Marquez. Two and one against the uh, Dodgers in twelve appearances in his career. What do you think his ERA is? Two and one against the Dodgers, and the Rockies are completely different from the Dodgers. They're a team that, you know, has struggled um, in the last few years that they've had Marquez, and he's only two and one. So I'm feeling I'm feeling like Marquez holds them down, and then they give up the lead late with the bullpen. So his ERA, let's go with like high threes, low fours, two point eight nine. Oh my God! Better. Yeah. I'm I'm okay at this game. It's sniffing out the numbers. I just got to get the number, you know. Yeah. Which which and that's we're kind of talking through it here. Uh, Noah, kind of like the first five inning uh, money line for the Rockies here. Uh, yeah. I feel like that. No, we we talked about how the Rockies are one of the best teams in the league uh, against left-handed pitching. They're facing all three left-handed pitchers in this series. They had Tyler Anderson last night. They have Clayton Kershaw on Tuesday night, and then on the Wednesday game they have Julio Urias. So. I'm going to go with the Rockies here, first five innings money line. And, you're and get you, also, you also avoid a bottom five bullpen in the MLB. So yep. love that. All right. Anything else for this game? Uh, Rockies first five, you sold me. Yeah. All right. Last game of the night. Chicago White Sox uh, taking on the LA Angels. 938 Eastern start. Michael Kopech on the mound for the Chicago White Sox. And Shohei Otani. Otani show on the mound for the LA Angels. Look at the lines for this game. Minus 150 for the Angels. Plus 130 on the money line for the Chicago White Sox. Over under set at 7.5. Minus 115 towards the over. Run line minus 1.5. Plus 140 for the Angels. And plus 1.5. Minus 165 for the Chicago White Sox. I will let you leave this one off, uh, Noah. Um, I had this pulled up on Twitter. I have to go find it again. But um, So... The suspensions for Philly, or for Philly, the the manager's name is Phil, so that's yep. where I got Philly from. <laughs> Phil Nevin, ten games. Did you do? You, so, do you hear the story of what he did? No. 
Okay, so like go listen or go watch. It's a 15 minute video, but it's great. On uh, it's John Boy, and I love his videos that he yeah, compiles. He's awesome, man, I love his yeah. follow. Yeah. So uh he had a 15 minute video of the fight and it, it it spanned back to like the last series that they played against each other. And these are two teams that played eight games against each other in the matter of like 11 days. So uh Nevin purposely threw an opener against Seattle to throw at Mariners players. So the opener missed two uh pitches high and in to uh Julio Rodriguez in the first inning. So he didn't do his job. So Nevin goes back out there. He sends him back out there for the second inning. First first hitter was uh Jesse Winker and he drills him right in the ass. So, yeah. so Nevin got 10 games for <laughs> sending the guy <laughs> telling him to walk the plank and go hit the guy but uh um uh, <laughs> Anthony Rendon threw the punch with his left hand with the cast on the right. That yeah. video went viral. That was great. He got five games. He's not even he's not he's even playing this season, year. Right? So yeah. he's probably gonna get suspended five games to start the next season. Yeah. Which is hilarious. Wants, who is the opener, got three games. Ryan Tapera got three games, and he was an interesting cat in that fight as well. Rizel Iglesias, he didn't do anything, literally anything, in the fight. Yeah. He got suspended two games. All he did was throw a bucket of seeds out of the field and a bucket of gum and make, make the teams clean it up. But this is the stat. This is mind-blowing from Danny Vietti on Twitter. Uh, Nevin as manager of the Angels. He has managed 18 total games. He's won seven of them. He's been suspended for now 10. <laughs> so, like, I, I was pro, I was pro Joe Madden. I don't know why they fired him. He, he was, he was huge for this Angels team to allow Otani to be a two way player and start yeah. him and also bat him in the top three of his lineup. And he was like, I mean, Hunter Green is another one of those two-way prospects, and they're not letting him do that. It's just a huge gamble, and it's one that paid off, and I think you have to reward uh, Madden for that. And, I mean, like this is a good team. They were bound to win. It was just a rough patch of 12 games where they had lost. But uh, to this game in in specific, this is appointment television because you have my main man, Michael Kopech, the 2022 AL Cy Young Award winner versus Showtime Shohei Otani. Kopech is two and four with a 2.59 ERA, 57 strikeouts, 29 walks. His his walk total is a little bit high for my liking, but it was a long shot, a Cy Young Award winner, and I'm just happy that he's pitching well because I'm a good fan. Um, he's 63.1 innings pitched this year. Otani, he's six and four with a 2.90 ERA, 90 strikeouts, 16 walks, and 68.2 innings pitched. Mama Beanick banging around pants. That means dinner's getting made. Let's go. But um, both arms are in great form right now, while the offenses have been lackluster. Munoff. Do you want to tail the under seven and a half with me? Uh, I, Otani has been really good at home. And yeah. I think that goes back to even last season, right? So far this year, 2.45 ERA, uh, 0.85 whip at home for Otani. Michael Kobach, you mentioned the numbers. And this guy I've been high on as well. And, uh, you know, he, he doesn't give up a lot of runs. I feel like this might be a game where we see a lot of strikeouts from both of these pitchers. Uh, I might be That might be something that I might be looking at in this game. Um, at least from, you know, I, I, I want to back Otani, but I feel like, again, anytime I see Otani, I get nervous because I feel like the public's going to be all over it. Yeah. And especially at a minus 150 price, I can't get behind that. So I agree on the under. I'll probably look at some strikeout props for both of these guys as well for this game. Um, you have anything else for this game, uh, Noah? 
Yeah, I like K props on both guys. We'll see where they open up, but uh, that's always the toughest part with the K props because they're like we're we're just shooting blind when we talk about them on the podcasts yeah, yeah. and stuff. So uh, just pay attention to our twitters on the day of the games. And I mean, I tweet a lot. I know Moonoff tweets a lot of picks, but like he doesn't have NBA anymore, so I don't know how flooded his feed is. But mine, I have a bunch of highlights and just random stuff that I like to retweet and show love through SGPN. So uh, if you don't mind scrolling through some clutter, I have <laughs> some picks every now and then on K-Props that I like to throw out there. Yeah, 100%. Um, all right, before we get over to our lock and dog for the Wednesday games, let me tell you guys about IP Vanish. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away your all, all your private data to your hacker to the hackers, advertisers, ISP, and other prying guys. That's why we at SGPN use IP Vanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IP Vanish. Help you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. <coughs> IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off your yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's like getting nine months for free. So all you got to do is go to IPVanish.com slash SGP and use promotional code SGP to claim your 70% savings. That's IPVanish.com. Slash SGP. All right, Noah. Picks time. Lock and dog for the Wednesday schedule. I will let you lead it off. I was hoping you wouldn't let me lead off because this is the part of the podcast where I forget about everything that we talk about on it. And I'm like, which one is my favorite? <laughs> so um, if you have an, a lock and a dog ready, you can take the lead from me because I let off yesterday because I'm still kind of fishing for which one's my favorite lock. All right. Let's see here. Um, <laughs> for my lock, it's, it's, it's above the number that I like giving it out at. But the, but as we talk through it and the history that he has against his team, I got to go with the Padres minus 140 as my lock <coughs> uh, for my dog. Man, uh, let's see. There wasn't really a uh, – you know what? No. Um, there's one this game is, that we had talked about. This is the toughest – part for me is like going back and finding the two that we like the most oh yeah <clears throat> here we go um my dog i'm gonna go with the rockies first five inning money line yeah i like that one i, I like did. the you know I, we really handicapped that game really well we got into both of their pitchers uh numbers marquez surprisingly does really well against the uh dodgers in his career we talked about the numbers um i want to take the bullpen out of it like you mentioned, bottom five bullpen for the Colorado Rockies. Yeah. So I will take uh, the Rockies first five inning money line. Uh, that number is not out yet, but it will definitely be a plus price. So um, definitely wait for our picks graphic for that number. But if that number pops up for you on your book, um, I will be on the first five innings. Sorry, money line for the Colorado, Colorado Rockies. So just to recap my picks, Padres money line, Mike Clevenger against uh, Madison Bumgarner, the Diamondbacks. Minus 140. And for my dog, Colorado Rockies, first five innings of money line, Noah. Like those. I do. Um, mine, I'm not sure how confident I am in these two that I've picked out. Make sure you look at the pick graphic because tomorrow might be one of those days where I do just kind of aim for K-Props. As you saw, Monday went 2-0 and on, on those. So 
um, like where we're at when we're seeing the board well with the uh, pitchers and the uh, the strikeouts. But um, for the podcast, let's go with the lock over eight in Baltimore, Seattle. Austin Voth, Chris Chris Flexen, uh, a bad Mariners bullpen, and uh, two offenses that have been hitting pretty well uh, uh, in the over the last week. So um, both guys just not very uh, consistent on the mound, and there's 13 mile an hour winds blowing out. So yeah. like the over eight in that one, it's uh, actually um, minus 115. So I think it changed from minus 105 to minus 115. So uh, even better. A lock there as the odds are moving in our favor for the dog. I'm going to go with Sandy Alcantara um, with Miami on the road against St. Louis. Um, I'm going to take them. I'm seeing plus 135 on the money line. So that's going to be my dog of the day. All right, there we go. So lock is going to be the over eight in the Orioles and Mariners game and the dog Sandy Alcantara Miami Marlins against the St. Louis Cardinals uh, on the Wednesday schedule here. Uh, Noah, that's going to, that's going to do it, my man, for the Wednesday games. Uh, hopefully we get Malcolm back tomorrow. <laughs> uh, I know he's been battling some a stomach bug. I'm sure we'll Food get Food poisoning, tomorrow. right? Yeah. Uh, we'll get we'll get a, a fun story out of uh, uh, Malcolm tomorrow if he's uh, if he's able to come back. But that's, everything else you want to get off your chest? That's just kind of um, you know I guess karma for him saying that on the podcast like a week ago that his son came in at like. 10 p.m. and then asked his dad if he could have the full-size candy bar of chocolate and he goes yeah why not <laughs> that's, uh, 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 that's just uh, that's just what he gets you know he's he's a good dad i guess <laughs> yeah i don't think i don't think mama i don't think mama bamford would have approved of that given the <laughs> his son the entire uh chocolate bar for the day but uh we'll get the story tomorrow all right guys that's gonna do it for the mlb gambling podcast on the uh, wednesday games episode like i said we'll be back tomorrow for the Thursday schedule, um, you can find me on Twitter at SportsNerd84. Make sure to follow the uh, MLB Gambling Podcast Twitter account um, at MLBSGPN. Noah's absolutely crushing it. Uh, we will, I promise that we, at some point, we will start doing live streams uh, for the uh, MLB Gambling Podcast, so you guys can follow along with we're us. We're trying to we're trying to get all four of us maybe for the first one, and with yeah. Mal- Malcolm down and out right now, it's not a great time. So we'll yeah. see. Yeah. So I've uh, been I've been playing with the new streaming uh, the streaming application that we're going to be using. <laughs> it's so. a new background every day. I love it. Yeah. So uh, definitely look out for that. Uh, no, anything else, my man? Uh, just you plugged your Twitter, so I'll plug mine. Seventy seven NB. The word seventy to number seven NB. Um, let's go crush it today. Let it ride. Yeah, I saw one uh, uh, review come in for the MLB Gambling Podcast. So thank How you. How about I, it? Yeah, let me. I'm actually gonna take the second here and find out who it was and give them a shout out because those, yeah, go uh, like, review, rate, subscribe to our podcasts on Apple, Spotify, wherever you're listening, because um, it does us wonders, and we'd we'd like to become. Uh, you know, one of the one of the top MLB podcasts here is it's like a huge time in demand as baseball is one of the major only major four sport going right now. Yeah, Devon five nine five gave us a five star review. He said, "Gotta love SGPN, very very helpful and some of the best cappers around." Thanks, fellas. So appreciate you, appreciate you. Uh, and again, rest of our listeners, please please do us a favor, leave us a rating and review. It really helps us grow the show. Thank All you, right, Devon. Good. Yeah. Um, good luck with your bets. Till then, let's break these books off and let it ride.